0: Take our Bibles, we're going to go to Romans chapter number 5, and I'm again mindful of the time today, but we would be remiss in not making some comments about the gospel at the end of a Christmas cantata, and the greatest gift that I've ever received is the gift of salvation. It was mentioned, obviously, in some of the comments a moment ago, and in fact, the Bible says that there's a wage for sin, and that's death. Uh, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, uh, that we're saved by grace through faith, right? That not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, uh, not of works, lest any man uh, should boast. And uh, just a few days before Christmas, a postal worker uh, at the main sorting office, uh, we can just imagine it's Brother Springer, uh, and uh, a postal worker at the main sorting office found an unstamped, handwritten, messy envelope addressed to God. Curious, he opened it and discovered that it was an elderly woman who was in great distress because all of her savings, $200, had been stolen, and as a result, she wouldn't have anything to eat for Christmas. The man went to his fellow postal workers and took up a collection for the woman. They all dug deep and came up with $180. And putting the money in a plain envelope with no note or anything, the postal worker sent it by special courier to the woman that very day. A week later, that same postal worker noticed another unstamped letter that had been addressed to God in the same handwriting and in it he found a brief note. Dear God, thank you for the $180 that you sent me for Christmas, which would have been so bleak otherwise. P.S. It was short $20. But that was probably those thieving workers at the post office. And, uh, you know, so oftentimes, you know, we enjoy gifts. We, uh, we tend to look gift horses in the mouth, uh, if you will. And, uh, and I think perhaps that's what she uh, did that day. And in, in Romans chapter number five, uh, God gives us uh, some illustrations or uh, expresses to us what the gift of salvation really means. Uh, in Romans five and verse number one, the Bible says, therefore, being justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So I think about um, Christmas and I think about Jesus being born and uh, he is God uh, incarnate, God in the flesh came, born of a virgin, and I encourage you to read the Christmas story in Luke and also in Matthew, and and you see the Christmas story really throughout Scripture and Isaiah and the prophecies of Christ coming, and uh, and He is God uh, in the flesh, and uh, and I'm thankful that when I die, uh, because He died for me and shed His blood on Calvary, uh, that I'm going to go to heaven. Uh, we look forward to that time if you're a, if you're a believer. Uh, to be in with him, the Bible says to be absent from the bodies to be present uh, with the Lord, and and we kind of uh, come conjure up in our own minds the you know what heaven would be like, and we think of reunions and with those who'd gone on before us. Uh, we uh, we kind of um, curate images of what uh, maybe our heavenly home would look like. The Bible says, "In my father's house are many mansions," and uh, I'm looking forward uh, to uh, that day uh, when uh, I get to heaven and. And get a mansion. Uh, That'll be a blessing. By by the way, it says uh, many mansions, not many rooms. And uh, and I'd rather have a mansion than a room. Uh, And so if you'd rather have a mansion than a room, then get a different Bible. uh, And uh, it'll say uh, the right one says mansions. Uh, And uh, so heaven is uh, a place where the Bible says there's no more tears and no more pain. We think about Uh, folks who would struggle here uh, with cancers or whatnot uh, and they die. They're with the Lord and God gives them a glorified body. And there are many, many um, benefits, if you will, or gifts that God gives us through salvation for which I'm thankful. Uh, But but here he describes them in more detail. The first is the gift of justification. In verse number one, uh, in justification, it says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Justification is the divine pronouncement uh, that of God that we are as sinners acquitted uh, from sin's penalty or God's judgment uh, for sin and made acceptable before God even though we're sinners. The Bible says that uh, we all fall short of the glory of God. We're sinners. There's none righteous, uh, no, not one. Uh, someone wrote that justification is the sovereign act of God whereby He declares righteous the believing sinner while he is still in a sinning state. In other words, while we still sin and have a sinful nature, God loves us and justified us. In fact, it says God commanded this love in that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so a gift, a Christmas gift, uh, that God has given me through Christ is justification. That doesn't mean that I don't ever sin or, uh, or won't ever sin. It's just that I'm no longer under condemnation in Christ Jesus, justified, uh, or some would put it, just as I have never sinned in the eyes of God. And that's a wonderful, wonderful gift. Um, all of us have been forgiven, uh, perhaps by someone that, uh, that we love. We've done them wrong in some way or we hurt them uh, in some way uh, and we've asked for forgiveness and they've granted forgiveness and have restored uh, fellowship uh, with us. But how much more uh, has our Heavenly Father through forgiveness justified us, reconciled us to Himself uh, through the cross of Calvary? Um, I've I've received a lot of great gifts in my life, but none greater uh, than the gift of justification. But He doesn't even stop there. Uh, He says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The gift of peace or the peace of God, peace with God, in essence, means that I've been reconciled uh, to him. It means that the barriers of hostility and enmity that the scriptures describe, that uh, when we're not saved, we're at enmity with God. We're separated from God. Those barriers are removed by the person and work of Jesus Christ. Peace with God means the peace of salvation through the Prince of Peace, uh, who we sung about a moment ago. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Scriptures say in Ephesians 2, For He is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Uh, today, the, the root of all of troubles in, uh, in the world, the failures in government, and uh, the, the, you know, the needs that we have uh, financially, physically, all those things, are the fact that man, uh, or as a result of the fact that man is at enmity with God. And what men need is peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So on that glorious night, the Bible says that he was born, the angel saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. And that's the peace that God gives. And it's a great gift to have a peace, um, not only peace with God, but the peace of God that the Bible says passeth understanding. In all the difficulties of life, uh, we know that we have a Savior uh, and one uh, who gives us peace. But even goes further and says this in verse number two, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We have the gift of the access to God. The Apostle Paul reminds us here that there is one mediator between God and man, and that's uh, Christ Jesus. The author of Hebrews tells us that we're to come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And how do we do that? Uh, we do that through Christ who has given us access into the very presence uh, of the Almighty through uh, Himself. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, Jesus says further in Matthew 11, uh, He issues this invitation. He says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest under your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Christianity uh, is the way of access Uh, and um, uh, and I think that's impressive. It should impress us because all other religions of the world uh, shut man out from God. Uh, They provide no access to God. Why? Uh, because they keep man from God by turning them away uh, from Jesus Christ uh, because they don't seek to come to God uh, by the way uh, of Calvary uh, in the personal work of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful uh, that I can pray uh, to my Heavenly Father, that I can enter the throne room of grace, that I don't have to go through some priest, that I don't have to go through some other man, uh, there is only one mediator. The Bible is very clear. One mediator between God and man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if, any, if any preacher or bishop or minister or priest or whatever uh, says that you can't access God except through them or through their church, uh, you can know full well uh, that they're not believing and preaching uh, this book. Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross uh, and uh, and went to the right hand of the Father and is, is interceding on our behalf and we just pray to God our Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we have the gift of access to God. Number four, uh, we have the gift of the love of God and the Holy Spirit. Verse five, and hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. And the context of this passage, uh, this is God's love for us, uh, the extent of which is expressed in, uh, in the, the verses which follow as they develop through uh, chapter number 5, and we can't really go into that. Uh, but the Bible says in 1 John 4, verses 9 and 10, in this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He... Loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation means substitute. Jesus Christ died uh, in my place. He died uh, in your place. That's the love of God. Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. John 14 tells His disciples that He is going home to be with the Father, but He promises them that uh, someone will come after them. Uh, And that's the Holy Spirit. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him." But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. I am thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, How he guides and directs, how he convicts. Uh, of sin, how He just, uh, every day uh, in my life, access to God, the Holy Spirit, a comforter that is there. Uh, I know uh, it's a, a difficult day to live. Uh, many of you have lived probably through as difficult or more difficult times uh, in your life, but for us newbies uh, to, uh, to difficult times, uh, it's been a tough couple of years. But I'm thankful uh, that God hasn't left me comfortless, uh, that I have uh, uh, the Holy Spirit of God uh, to help me, to teach me, uh, to bring comfort to my heart when worry would set in, uh, to remind me of the words of God uh, where uh, He tells us uh, that He is in control and that He has a purpose and He has a plan. Uh, that's that's a, a precious, precious gift. And the last one, and, and not the least, but, uh, but an important one as well. In verse number nine, the Bible says, Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Wrath here refers to the judgment of God that must be poured out on the Christ-rejecting world. Notice that it says much more. It emphasizes the following verses in verse number 8, that Christ died for us. Uh, and uh, and that's why he came. The Bible says in Romans 8, 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. John 5, 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Uh, there's not very many people that talk about the wrath of God, um, but the Old Testament testifies uh, of those uh, who do and those who, uh, who don't uh, obey His commandments. Psalm 76, 7 says, Thou, even thou, art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry. Uh, I believe that the great day of the Lord that the Bible describes is coming near, uh, that we're closer now than any time before. Um, we don't know if, uh, if the trumpet sound and uh, in, uh, the rapture takes place and and in that moment, uh, those who have, have not received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior uh, will enter into a time uh, that the Bible describes as a, as a tribulation period. Uh, and during that time, uh, it's going to be difficult uh, to endure uh, and to live. Uh, you know, right now, you know, uh, we, we got off the plane the other day uh, and it was around lunchtime. And I said to my wife, I said, hey, uh, she, likes, she likes meatloaf. Uh, and I said, hey, let's go get some meatloaf at the Claim Jumper. Uh, and she's like, it's King County. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it is. And, uh, and so, so deprived, uh, we drove to Pierce County uh, to get away from that. Uh, the difficult, uh, but in the tribulation period, it's not, you just, it's not about just not being able to get meatloaf uh, at a favorite restaurant. It's going to be a terrible time. The day of wrath is going to come. The only thing that keeps us from that is salvation through Jesus Christ. As I started my comments a moment ago, there's really only one way to get to heaven, and that's through him. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we don't get to heaven any other way. It's not through a church. It's not through, you know, it's not if you're a good person. There are a lot of people in this room that I would consider to be good people, Um, but you get to heaven only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, And in 1987, uh, as a 14-year-old teenager, um, I realized that I was a sinner and needed a Savior, and I asked Jesus Christ to save me. Um, I called on Him uh, in salvation. I asked for forgiveness uh, because I'm a sinner. I couldn't rehearse every sin that I had committed, uh, but I knew Jesus died for my sin, And I repented towards God and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I called on him. And just as he's promised, he says, uh, he said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believed that Jesus died for my sins. And I accepted by faith the gift of salvation. Um, You know, you get a present on Christmas often. You got to open it up or someone's lazy. They put it in a gift bag, makes it easier for you. And, uh, but the way that we, we open up this gift is not like that way. We accept what Jesus has said, what God has said in His Word, and we accept the finished work of Jesus Christ on Calvary. Um, I think about uh, the days to come and, uh, and Christmas and Christmas presents and gifts and all that type of stuff and everything that's involved with that. And, and you, may, you may receive exactly what you wanted. Um, I think of uh, the, the Christmas care tree thing where we do for the kids and uh, we have them write lists out and, uh, and, uh, and, and we make it best Christmas ever. It's like the, all of the gifts, not just the one. And then, man, that is awesome. Um, but uh, what's more awesome than that is salvation. And so if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, in a moment uh, we're going to pray and give an invitation I'll ask for those who know if they're saved or not to raise their hand. And uh, if you're here and you're not saved, our heads will be bowed and our eyes closed. Nobody's going to be looking uh, to see if, uh, if you raise your hand or not. But if the Holy Spirit of God um, brings conviction to your heart and you realize that you're not born again, you're not a Christian, you're not saved, uh, you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, and, uh, and you acknowledge that, we'll invite you. You can either come forward, you can have somebody... Uh, take you and show you from the Bible. Uh, Again, the words that I've already spoken uh, and give you an opportunity to pray and ask Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, But because I don't want you to leave here, um, lost, there are two kind of people, lost people and found people. Uh, And uh, in 1987, Jesus found me and I'm thankful for that. And this could be the day that he finds you uh, and that you ask him to save you. And so uh, I will... Um, in a little bit, I'll pray um, and, and pray what's called the sinner's prayer. Uh, and, but if you pray that prayer, if you believe that you're a sinner, that Jesus died for you, and you want to ask God to forgive you, you can pray that prayer to God today. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you can place your faith and trust in Christ and leave here found and not lost uh, and, uh, and kick off, uh, well, it isn't kicking off the Christmas season. It's been going on since before... Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, uh, But you can kind of keep it rolling, uh, knowing that Jesus Christ is your Savior. I'd like to invite you all to stand, uh, if you would, please. And, and uh, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And